Oh, hello everyone. Thanks for clicking on the segment podcast and you'll be dropping into a great episode here with my special guest talking about CTE. Before we get into that, let's take some time to thank two of the show's sponsors. The first sponsor I want to thank is the Bole Brands. Yes, the Bole Brands. Awesome, active, classy eyewear. Bole Brands includes Serengeti, Bole, and Spy Optic. In fact, if you're looking for some great goggles for your mountain biking, check out Spy Optic Foundation Goggle. That thing has the anti-fog technology built into it, and it comes in an array of different colors to match your bike and your gear. In fact, the foundation goggle has the anti-fog technology built into it, so you don't have to worry about those frustrating times when you're climbing and your goggles fog up, or you're at the top waiting to descend and you have to wait for those goggles to defog. With the foundation goggle, you don't have to worry about that. That'll be a thing of the past. So check it out at spyoptic.com and head on over to the foundation goggle and take a peek and see if that would be a goggle for you this season. I also wanted to say thank you to 7IDP, 7 Intelligent Design Protection, mountain bike gear, mountain bike protection that you need when you want it. In fact, 7IDP is creating gear that's cutting edge technology, both for the male and female mountain biker. I'm currently running the Project 23 Full Face Carbon Helmet, and that is a fully DH rated helmet, and it holds my GoPro extremely well. Um, the weight on it is is pretty light, and the thing has 23 vents in it. So when you're if you're worried about a full face helmet getting hot while you're pedaling, look no further. You don't have to worry about that with the Project 23. It definitely keeps your head cool and protected. My special guest today is Dr. Becca Rodriguez. Dr. Becca Rodriguez is a family and sports medicine physician located in San Diego, California. A little bit about Dr. Becca Rodriguez before we start the show. Dr. Rodriguez served as the medical director for the High Performance Center for Team USA in the 2016 Olympics. She covered over 11 different sports when she was there. That was in Rio. She was also the part of the medical staff as Team USA physician in the 2019 Pan American Games in Lima, Peru. She, she is honored to currently serve on the USO PC Physician Advisory Board. Dr. Rodriguez is also a team physician for the USA Women's Water Polo, the USA Rugby, and she is the head team physician for the Major League Rugby team, the San Diego Legion. Not only that, guys, she puts on a helmet and puts her feet on the pedals just like us. She's a fellow mountain biker. So please help me welcome my special guest today, Dr. Becca Rodriguez. All right. Welcome back to the show, everybody. I've got my special guest, Dr. Becca Rodriguez, and I wanted to do a proper introduction to her because she is amazing. She used to be part of San Diego Sports Medicine, but she is now with Oasis MD in Encinitas. And the list goes on on the types of athletes she takes care of, but I'm going to close my mouth because there's a lot for me to try to remember <laughs> because she's well accomplished. Um, Dr. Becca Rodriguez, how are you today? Good to see you. Great, Mark. Thanks for having me. Super uh, excited about the segment. I'm excited to have you. As you know, I've really gotten heavily into mountain biking. 
and um, having you on the show and talking about CTE and anything else that may come up around the athletic world. I'm really excited to bring that out there. Um, And before I do, just wanted to tell everybody, you know, Dr. Becca Rodriguez is a medical physician, but what she's going to share with us on the show today isn't actually going to be medical advice. You know, if you do need help um, or you are injured, please seek your physician or even reach out to Becca Rodriguez and we'll give you the proper contact information for that. Just needed to get that out there in case uh, we needed to. Um, But yeah, without further ado, um, Dr. Rodriguez, can you give us a little bit of history on, on who you are? Sure. So I'm a family medicine and sports medicine osteopathic physician. And so I've been in practice for about 10 years now and really pretty much uh, get to see everybody from babies to um, elderly adults and really focus in on sports medicine. So I've been fortunate to work with uh, the local high schools here in San Diego, uh, all the way up to the Olympic Training Center in Chula Vista. Uh, currently, the teams I take care of right now include San Diego Legion, uh, Major League Rugby here in San Diego, and the San Diego Ballet, City Ballet, California Ballet, and also I'm team physician for USA Women's Water Polo and USA Men's Rugby. So, of course, right now, sports has been kind of low key. And so, you know, your segment uh, here with people really getting into uh, mountain biking and, you know, different sports than they did before is perfect to talk about. Um, And definitely, you know, looking at some of the medical aspects, uh, things to look out for for brain injuries. Yeah, that's uh really, really important for a lot of us, especially the folks like me who are just learning and trying to learn how to fall (laughs) gracefully, if I can, (laughs) at an older age. (laughs) Um, One of the things you had mentioned, uh, you know, you work, you go down there and you work at the Olympic Training Center, but tell the folks a little bit about um, your experience, because in the last World Olympics, uh, you were called as one of the medical doctors there. Can you give us a little bit about that? Yes. So, uh, I was able to serve Team USA and the U.S. Olympic Committee over in Rio in 2016 as the medical director for our high-performance training centers. So I was able to look after 11 different teams, um, so a lot of different athletes, and just coordinate and work with great team uh, to really take care of the athletes and provide the best care for them. So yeah, super exciting and uh might get to visit uh, Brazil again uh, coming up in summer 2021, uh, working on the medical commission for the USA Deaf Olympics. And um, so, yeah, so we'll see. Got to brush up on that Portuguese. Yeah, that's uh, that's amazing. You're always doing so so many great things. I know a lot of that doesn't just get handed to you. A lot of that's through hard work and dedication and the passion that you have to help out people and help out athletes uh for the for the folks who've ever seen dr rodriguez um in in office you'll see that there are so many high caliber athletes on the wall from uh racers to i mean ufc fighters i mean you name it they all they all seek her out and uh, they do it for a reason um because she's great at what she does thanks Uh, yeah of course so um wanted to get into cte because um 
you know, that's something there's so many people out on the trails, obviously with mountain biking, a lot of us are, are pretty strong willed and, and pretty stubborn when we're injured. And, and we also, when we get on the trails, we don't want to really go home <laughs> if we crash, <laughs> um, especially if we have families at home and this is like, this is my two hours. This is the only two hours I get today. <laughs> totally. Um, but, but take us through CTE because, you know, it's a term we hear, but what actually is CTE and how can it affect us? And when do we know if we have it? Yeah, so great question. So CTE, chronic traumatic encephalopathy, has to deal with uh, an injury to the brain. And so usually that's kind of a jarring motion, kind of front and back, that happens to the brain um, with a head hit. And so, again, if you're going to be mountain biking, cycling, and you head over those handlebars or even, you know, to the side, um if you're hitting your head, if you even have your helmet um, on and you, you know, happen to look at it, if it has any cracks in it, I mean, that's a that's a pretty, you know, good high chance you have a, a head injury. Um, we look to see if you've had any of that jarring and any type of neurological symptoms that follow after. It might not happen right away. So you might, you know, like throw on your helmet again, or just like, you know, kind of be a little startled, jump back on the bike and head home. Next thing you know, you might be hitting up with a headache. Um, mm. You might start feeling nauseous. Um, mm. You know, you might have uh, some vision, hearing disturbances, uh, as uh, dizziness, things may progress. And, mm. um, you know, there's some danger signs to take a look for as well. But you know, symptoms can be immediate uh, right after an injury to the head, or they can be hours later. And so wow. if, if those are some of the things that a person feels, even getting back from the ride, or even just kind of like trucking back, like trying to limp back in, you know, to their home after the fall, uh, that's what we kind of look for is specifically, you know, the headache, uh, vision, hearing changes, dizziness, just not feeling right. You know, even brain fog where you may have a conversation with somebody or be trying to think of something and you just don't have that mental clarity and sharpness uh, like you did before the fall. Interesting. Now, wow. Is, is there a common symptom from a from a brain injury that's kind of like your classic like, oh, yeah, that really sounds like CTE or could it just be all over the place? Really, everybody's body is different. And so, you know, um, our immune system, our hormone systems are different. Um, our intensity of exercise, diet, um, you know, supplements and things like that. So it really kind of just is individualized. But I mean, I think looking at a headache and, and probably some of the dizziness and brain fog, those are kind of the top three that we see okay. um, in, in people that have brain injuries um, from, you know, traumatic uh, head hits. Gotcha. And you had mentioned that if you, if you do hit your head um, and you take a look at your helmet and there's like 
obviously there was some speed to that impact or there's pressure. You see uh, visual signs on the helmet that there was definitely a, a hit. Um, do you, I guess the question there is, how do you know when to turn it in? Is that, is that individualized on the person who's writing? Like, ooh, I should just be careful? Or is, I mean, I guess it's hard, huh? Because it could be symptomatic right away or it could happen later. Yeah, you know, so I think like the thing about looking at the helmet, you know, once you've had a fall is to check to see how much force really went through that helmet um, to your own head. Mm. Um, the helmets kind of, you know, will be varied between individuals because some will have a little bit more protection. Some will have less protection, uh, you know, be less high tech. And so I think just taking a look at that helmet after you fall, if you don't see anything and you're feeling okay, you probably still want to head back home off the trail and, and try to monitor and see if you get any symptoms um, that develop. I think that if you look at the helmet and you see a crack and there's some damage and stuff, obviously, um, you know, there's been a strong force. Mm -hmm. And so those symptoms might be immediate. They might be later on. Again, turning back uh, home to try and monitor for symptoms is going to be key. And then um, and or, you know, some people have their GPS, uh, you know, watches, phones, some way to alert somebody like, hey, I had this injury. I'm going to try and make it back. But just in case, like, here's where I'm at. Um, I think that's important in, in case anything, any of the symptoms come up even during coming back from the trail. Um, as far as like, you know, once that happens and if you experience any symptoms immediately or even hours after, that's going to be important to contact your doctor and really get screened for concussion. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's great advice. And say you are calling your doctor and you do have those symptoms after a good crash. Um, What's the the danger? I know in CTE, one of the things I was reading is actually was there is there degradation to the to the brain? Yeah, so you know we look at um, when you're over at the doctor's office, really looking to see if there's any um, neurological symptoms that keep persisting. Um, if things are going to be where you're progressing um, in severity, perhaps. Mm. Um, you're going to get vomiting, perhaps you're going to get slurred speech, you're not going to be able to really get out the words that you want, the gate is going to be off and like to the side. Oh. Um, those things are going to require a lot more workup, possibly in the hospital with imaging. Mm. And so there they can actually, um, through imaging, uh, MRI, um, mostly, but CT scan is important too of the head to take a look at changes in the brain. And so um, changes in the brain for CTE can show uh, diminishing of the actual like sub the, the brain matter, you know, you can get kind of shrinking down um, of the tissue. Really? Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's pretty crazy to see on some of those MRIs and like, I don't know if you saw that movie concussion with, you know, Will Smith, um, how he was going through all of the images and taking a look at all these, you know, pro uh, football players 
that had had these head injuries from tackling and, and whatnot, um, they're, they're showing the change in the brain tissue, the brain matter. Uh, you can also probably see decreased blood supply. Um, so that's pretty big time too. And yeah, yeah. So, you know, those changes with the, the imaging studies are, are going to be important to take a look at. Most people are pretty lucky that if they end up getting um, a concussion and they're having it looked at pretty closely and, and monitored, they're, they're going to do fine and, and they're going to get that brain function returning, the dizziness gone, the headaches gone, things like that. And, um, yeah. and, and how long does that typically, well, I guess a twofold question, if you do take a fall on the trail and you say, I'm going to go home and monitor myself, what's the length of time that you should monitor? I mean, for sure, you want to take a look at if you have any symptoms within like four to six hours, uh, maybe even eight hours of your uh, fall, but some people mm. can experience it even 24 hours later. So, oh, wow. yeah, so probably like a good you know, 24 hours to see if you develop um, will be big time to take a look at. And then when you do have the, sorry, my son's in the background trying to break down the door, everybody. Sorry about that. No, no, no problem. Mine's probably right behind you. And then when you do have symptoms and you go in and you, and you are diagnosed with CTE, how long does that healing process typically take? So if you look at um, somebody that has um, concussion, we know that typically it's going to take you about a full week for that um, brain tissue, healing, swelling, uh, things like that to kind of calm down. If people go into um, more of the severe type cases, that's going to be longer. I mean, we could see a person with symptoms uh, trying to recover for like a month, maybe longer. Um, the other part that's important to look at is someone that gets multiple head hits. That's going to lead more towards the CTE. The other part is that if they get something like one head hit, and then shortly after they get another one, um, you know, that is, that is something that can be a risk factor for CTE as well. And so, um, you know, we look at how many concussions you've had in your life um, and, and try to gauge it from there along with the severity of symptoms and findings to see if they, uh, you have CTE. And then, you know, try and get a good medical team around them for support. If um, somebody were to need a physician because of CTE, do they should they go to sports medicine physician specifically, or should they start with their family practitioner and go from there? Yeah, so the so probably headed over to sports medicine. So a primary care sports medicine physician is going to be your best bet. And the reason why is because we're really trained in depth to um, examine what's the mechanism of injury, what's the protocol, who do we build for your medical team, uh, and that may be a psychologist, 
It might be a, a sports dietitian. It might be a psychiatrist. If people start having mental changes like depression or anxiety, panic attack come up, even like post-traumatic stress disorder from just the fall. And um, also monitoring and then getting them set up with a good um, concussion physical therapy. So there is such a thing as concussion physical therapy. And usually they try to focus in on the eyes um, and the ears and balance. So we call it vestibular ocular physical therapy. And so that is completely different than a person would go in for like neck pain or low back pain. Um, so there are a lot of different steps that likely primary care might not uh, be able to manage all of that uh, in depth. So, yeah. So, you know, we, we would say try to find a sports medicine physician that can really be detailed uh, because that's a lot of our training within our uh, fellowship. Uh, that's really good advice because that would probably cut back on the amount of getting referred out as well. So you can get in and kind of get treated right away for the CT or the concussion. And, totally. and then the, I heard you say, I heard you refer to um, concussion and CTE, but um, two different things. Is that correct? Yeah. I mean, like, you know, we kind of say head injury. And if you experience any neurological symptoms, you have a concussion. People that um, have had a really severe concussion can progress or get that diagnosis of CTE. Um, people that have the repetitive head hits um, can progress into that diagnosis of CTE. And that's where usually we're going to see those changes on the imaging um, mm. with, the, with the brain um, matter shrinking and then also uh, like the decreased blood supply. And you might see, again, people with CTE later on down the line, you know, they may progress into not being able to speak as well, not having as good as memory, not um, being articulate, functioning fully, um, it, being able to be very coordinated depending on what part of the brain was uh, affected. So that's kind of you know, something to take a look at for there. Yeah. Hey, buddy. Good to see you. That's um, really good. And I was actually going to ask that question for somebody who's like, ah, who cares? I hit my head. How dangerous could it be? Um, right. Yeah, that's, that's pretty severe. And that type of damage, could that be permanent if it gets to that, that CTE level? level? Yeah, absolutely. When it gets to that CTE level, uh, absolutely. That That's, you know, permanent and usually progressive and, um, you know, there's a lot of specialist uh, neurology um, involved with that. Sometimes the physical medicine and rehabilitation doctors as well um, will be in there. So yeah, a lot of different, a lot of different specialists. Wow. That, that is, uh, that, yeah, definitely serious. So guys and girls, if you're out there on the trails and you do take a uh, a pretty traumatic fall and hit your head with a lot of force. This is great information to um, know, to take it serious, pull, pull out there and head home. In fact, uh, one of the audience members, Joey Yates, right here, great advice to let someone know that you fell and are riding 
heading home. Yeah, that's great advice. Just in case something symptom-wise progresses on your way out. So, um, you know, Strava has the beacon feature. You can GPS your location through that on the, on the free feature through Strava. Uh, I think it's Trail Forks. They have one as well. I think all of them have, have it pretty much nowadays where you can set your GPS and if needed, help can find you. That's uh, great. Yeah. So, wow, a lot of good information on that. Is there, if you guys in the audience have any questions, you know, we, uh, we probably have Dr. Rodriguez here for a few more minutes, but does anybody have any questions specifically regarding sports medicine and things like that? And uh, if you guys are typing that in, um, Dr. Becca Rodriguez, do, do you see common injuries or things that uh, come from mountain bikers or cyclists? And if you do, what are some of the best ways to um, kind of heal up those, those things? Yeah, so that's a great question. You know, some of the a lot of the common injuries that we see in uh, mountain bikers and um, are going to be um, abrasions, you know, because if you have a fall, if you end up, you know, slipping, um, you're riding by something and it kind of like snags the skin, um, you know, so I think wound care is a, a big topic to take a look at and just making sure, you know, as soon as you get to a place where you can wash with soap and water, clean that uh, abrasion that cut off. Um, and then, uh, you know, make sure it's bandaged well, maybe you're applying a little bit of some triple antibiotic ointment or like some neosporin. Um, and then looking for signs of infection, you know, mm. and that could be um, redness, swelling, it could be drainage from that wound. Um, so that would be definitely get to the doctor so they can take a look. Mm. Uh, and see if you need some oral antibiotics. Um, the other thing is we actually see, crazy enough, a lot of fractures because of the fall. Um, so preventive wise, I, you know, I think just, you know, making sure to kind of scope out the trail, know a little bit about it uh, before you go on it. Maybe talk to some friends that have been on it before. If they say, hey, this area is like super rocky or super steep, then, you know, when you're going to be coming up on it, you can kind of you know, be a little bit more cautious. Um, so I think, I think that's important to do fractures, you know, you, you can't really give too much preventive advice on that. If it happens, it happens from the trauma. Um, yeah, definitely that would require, you know, kind of the same thing, just alerting someone, let them know what's going on, getting to the doctor that way we could image and, uh, treat appropriately. Um, and then, yeah, definitely the head injuries, you know, that would be the, the third when you're, when a person falls um, and hits their head in any way, even if it's light force or uh, a pretty strong force, anybody could have some of those neurological symptoms like headache, dizziness, foggy brain that come up. So definitely visiting the doctor for that and, and checking it up would be good. Mm -hmm. That's really good. That's really good. Um, lastly, I was going to ask, as far as the human body and the muscles and in the preventative realm, for us mountain bikers, or I guess just athletes in, you know, as in general, but maybe more so on the mountain biking side, mm -hmm. what, what would you say are the key muscle groups that we could work on off of our bike 
to prevent um, some of the common injuries that you see coming in from from mountain biking? Yeah, that's a great advice. Yeah, great question for, you know, talking about for advice. I think that um, looking at, of course, the leg strength, um, so lower extremity strength and balance um, is key. I think, um, you know, working on mobility is big time. We've seen a lot of shift for training, uh, incorporate mobility over the years. And one of my favorite books for mobility is Becoming a Supple Leopard Mm. by uh, Dr. Kelly Starrett. And uh, my husband introduced me to it because he was just finding, you know, getting different injuries um, with different sports and, and things like that. And so this really helped to make the joints more mobile. So if you really have to do Mm. something where the bike slips and your arm goes out, Mm -hmm. you know, you're going to be, because you work on your mobility, you know, your external internal rotation, you're doing, um, you know, uh, a lot of like flexion, reaching up and, and extension back. Mm. I mean, those type of things um, within the book exercises, you'll get to see, Um, that could save you from rupturing a biceps tendon Mm. or Mm. um, pulling a muscle because you're working on that mobility within your joints. I think the um, quad um, strength, hamstring, and then gluteals for sure are important to work on. Mm. A lot of people just to kind of assume when you do any sport, um, you're strengthening the glutes all the time. Um, and fact is, is that there's pretty focused exercises for the glutes, um, especially the gluteus medius is a key muscle to really work on for strength. And so, um, our glutes are for, you know, balance as well. When we stand on one leg, our glutes activate to help Mm. us to balance there. Mm. So I think that people often forget the glutes. So really working on that, um, would be good, um, because it, it's your lower extremities. Your hands are just there to kind of like help with the balance and whatnot. If you're getting any like soreness and things like that in the forearm, you're probably gripping too tight. Mm. Um, if you're feeling a lot of strain and, and pain in the hips, um, perhaps uh, looking at what that seat height or the pedals look like are going to be uh, something to kind of adjust and, and uh, accommodate to decrease that uh, hip tightness and pain and things like that. So yeah, I think lower extremities for sure. That's wonderful. And, um, yeah, I will definitely be working on that. I can need to do that more. So, um, when I'm off the bike and then I recently bought a percussion device, um, called a Theragun. Yeah. And I, I, yeah, I've been trying to hit that on my hips cause I get it in my hips, like side backish, like upper gluteal area. Yeah. Um, so when I do that, it kind of relaxes everything. Uh, I, I know you got to sure. jump in a little bit because I know you got the kiddo there. Uh, by the way, she does it all, folks. She's super mom doctor today. <laughs> so thank you. Um, got a couple folks here chiming in. Case study says maybe it's been covered, but if not, what protocols should we be following in recovering from the head trauma? I know brain rest has been an old standby, but are there more productive measures that can be taken? Yes. So that's a great question. Um, you know, definitely after you see the, uh, the sports medicine physician, um, they're going to put together a return to training or return to kind of play protocol for you. 
And there's a standard that we use um, kind of going from uh, light aerobic uh, exercise all the way down to strength training, um, uh, full contact. And that could be, you know, the jarring and the jumping, moving around of the bike uh, for mountain bikers and things like that. Um, and uh, the progression is, is usually over about a week's time. So as long as those five days, you're not getting symptoms within 24 hours of training, then you're progressing through within five days. Um, I think the thing to note is that people often forget about their diet and hydration. So you don't want to become dehydrated. So really making sure you're having enough water and electrolytes um, during this time of head injury is key. Uh, making sure that you look at fish oil. There's been many studies that um, we use high dose fish oil, like three to 4,000 milligrams a day in people that have brain and head injuries in order to really uh, help repair the neurons. And uh, so, so that's probably another uh, good point to, to look at and with the fish oil. So wow. yeah, you're looking about a week's time, five days, you know, most people can, can go through the concussion protocol with like return to training. Um, and that's important because you could just, you know, have a head injury, have a headache, it goes away within a couple of days and then you're trying to hit the trails again and you're just like all in hundred percent. And then all of a sudden you're like, Whoa, something's not right. And you start getting like dizzy and things like that. So that, that progression of really like challenging the heart rate, like a little bit building that moderate and then really having that high intensity, uh, you know, increased heart rate up to that max heart rate, um, towards the end of the protocol is huge so that we can really know uh, you're safe to, to bring up that intensity for your desired exercise. I love that. Wow. That was a case study. Great question. Oh, okay. That was, that was wonderful. Um, and uh, yeah, I was out with Joey Yates, who's in the audience today, this morning. And man, okay. I looked at my heart rate monitor. We hit the red a bunch of times. <laughs> so good ride this morning, yeah. Joey. Uh, we can end it on on this one here. Uh, Obi-Wan Toady, what's up, buddy? I love this guy. He says, what's up, guys? Sorry if it's a bit off topic, but so happy that they're including breakdancing and skating in the 2024 Olympics. That is cool. That is cool. I just got a text message from my husband this past week about that. Um, and then I got to look it up a little bit in the media. And so, like, yeah, super stoked because – as a past professional dancer, I did break dancing back in the day where my dad brought the cardboard down and, you know, we were having dance parties with break dancing and things like that. Um, and so I actually gave a, a pretty good lecture at our national sports medicine conference for the American Osteopathic Sports Medicine Association and, on break dancing. And it was in Las Vegas where I was able um, to make the connection with the um, Jabberwockies. And oh, so I actually awesome. had a couple of them come in and demonstrate some of the different moves so that us doctors could learn about it and really kind of like break it down about like neck injuries, head injuries, which, you know, ties in for today. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, that's big time. I'm super stoked. Like if I can get involved with that, I'd be so stoked to be with the breakdancers. 
Yeah, you and you'll be the one right there, which is going to be awesome with the Jabberwockies experience. Obi-Wan Tori says, B-girl, Becca. That's awesome. <laughs> also, fun fact, Dr. Becca Rodriguez at one point was Power Ranger, but that's a whole different podcast, right? <laughs> so, um, past dance days. That's right, yeah. past dance days. Um, case study says, wild styling. So <laughs> if, if anybody is in this area um, and probably even virtually and they're injured or are seeking a sports medicine doctor, Dr. Becca Rodriguez, can you tell the folks out there how they could get a hold of you or potentially even see you if they're close to here or even if you're doing virtual from afar? Yeah, yeah. So great. Um, I am doing telemedicine uh, video visits uh, along with in-person visits. And so we screen everybody for COVID and use all the high safety techniques and protocols uh, before people are coming into the office. But uh, best way is to take a look at my website. It's Dr. Becca, D-O-C-T-O-R-B-E-C-C-A-D-O.com. And at the bottom of the page, there's a request an appointment. Um, and you can also, um, so yeah, so it's all, all together, D-O-C-T-O-R, Becca, B-E-C-C-A-D-O.com. Um, that's important uh, to just kind of fix on their mark. Sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I got and the, then, and I then got the, um, you can also even call the office. And so that's at 760-846-1654. Um, or even reach out uh, through Twitter. And so I'm at SD Olympic Doc. SD O-L-Y-M-P-I-C-D-O-C is my Twitter feed. So either way um, is great. And yeah, happy to happy to help provide any information, assessment, uh, treatment plan. And again, it's usually a, a team approach. And so, yeah, other than that, keep safe, keep riding, keep out there getting that blood flow you know, through the lungs and staying in shape. That's most important for sure. I love Having it. Fun. Having fun. You got a new nickname. We're going to start calling you B-Girl Becca Stylin'. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dr. Becca Rodriguez, I really appreciate your time. Olympic level physician here, also the physician to many professional athletes out there, too many to fit on my piece of paper. <laughs> um, and I would love to have you back on the show. We could always talk about other things that people would like to hear about. But thank you so much for today's information in and around CTE and the protocols there for us all. So um, hope this message, or hope this uh, podcast helps you guys out. And uh, Dr. Becca Rodriguez, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having me. Look forward to coming on back. All right, see you guys. Thanks for coming on. See ya. Hope you guys enjoyed that episode with Dr. Becca Rodriguez, sports medicine MD in San Diego, California, and hope that some of the information she provided can help you out along the way. If you need to get in touch with Dr. Rodriguez, um, I put her contact information in the show notes. So check it out. Uh, if you want to book an appointment to see her, she does virtual and in-person just in case you have something happening and you need to get it fixed. Again, special thank you to the Bowley Brands for powering this episode and these episodes with the segment podcast and special thanks to 7IDP. 
All right, guys. We'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for tuning in. You.